Today's episode of Horribly Off Topic is brought to you by the internet. The internet. Hey, log on today. Hey, it's really great. Hey, email, it's cool. The internet. Hey, I'm on a site. Hey, download tonight. Hey, send me a video. The internet. Thank you for calling the internet. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Hey everybody! Hey, welcome to the show. I'm glad you enjoyed our new sponsor. Hey. That's obviously not a fake thing. That's not a fake thing at all. the The whole internet decided to sponsor us, which means we don't either one of us have to work. Yeah, so you can throw away your Patreon account. I know. Yeah, like ever again. I I don't have to. I don't have to write like the stuff that I've been thinking about writing for 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 popularity. I can just get back to to. Uh, Stuff, stuff, stuff to, to just babbling like I'm doing right now. Okay, the guy, so the guy that did uh, that did that little yeah musical interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, I last week I was talking about uh, seeing a a band and then the person that opened for them. Yeah, I went to see like probably 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah, I went to see the Dead Milkmen. If you've never seen the Dead Milkmen, Bitch and, and Camaro, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, punk rock girl and all that yes, stuff. Yes, I was like trying to think of what the other one was that I know. Um, if you ever get a chance to see the Dead Milkman, I by by and large take it because yeah. that is the, seeing them was probably one of the better shows I've ever been to in my yeah. entire life. You it know, it like, just I mean, I really enjoy their music. Yeah. Well, it seems like just from the al- I think I only have one album that has those two songs on it, but from that, uh, that they would just be a good show. So it's good to know that that. That their music doesn't lie. Yes, and there was a, they went, uh, they had a couple of openers. They had, a, but the first opener was this guy who went by uh, JP Incorporated, and I mm. guess before then it was Polisiosaur. <laughs> um, yeah, Polisiosaur, nice. But uh, yeah, so he was a he was a man. He was dressed in a in a very nice gray suit. Mm-hmm. And he had a gray wig and gray beard on. Yeah, and he was standing next to a video screen, and it was no other people except for him in the video screen. Yeah, so he played a video, but the first one of which was called um, Jazzbot Extreme. Jazzbot Extreme. So basically, you know, he's a Transformers fan. We're talking about. Here. Well, yeah, he's just he's just saying, oh, well, you know, I'm starting this new uh, television network, and these are all my new show ideas. And yeah. then he plays them on the screen, and he right. sings along with them. And this is his, you know, his act. Yeah, and it's it's pretty great. <laughs> I, I I you know I I was just feigning uh, ignorance there for a second because we did jazz, we did talk about Jazzbot Extreme, and I showed you it. But, you showed but, it to me beforehand. And uh, I, breaking I down those fourth walls. Breaking them down. That's the that lots of people like to break down walls. That's their 
That's their uh, MO, and our MO is to break down the fourth wall, yeah, which, is, which is usually the wall most people leave alone. And I think really, I just got to say to the people out there who like to break down walls, the fourth wall is a pretty important wall to break down. Especially. For those of you who don't know what the fourth wall is, typically it's the quote-unquote camera. But in this case, because we're doing an audio podcast, it's technically the microphone. The microphone. We don't want to break this microphone. Yeah, because we need it to actually record. Sure. I have another microphone, but I don't think we can hook it up into the thing. And it's it's yeah. omnidirectional as opposed to yes. several, several directional direct- yes. of this yes. one. We, we, we like we like our little microphone. which so, is yeah. and, and also, if you get a chance to see JP Incorporated, if he's opening for some band that you like... It sounds like that would be a thing to say. Yeah. He toured with Neil Hamburger for a bit, mm. I guess. Yeah, which is another interesting name. Not, yeah. not a band I'm, uh, or act I'm familiar with. Um, but then again, I'm old and lame. Yeah, well, the, the, the Neil Hamburger and the Dead Milkmen are... are Actually, the Dead Milkmen are before our time because they were mm. they were big in like the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's when they had like their their most mainstream quote unquote success right. was right. like I think eighty nine ninety maybe was when Punk Rock Girl came out and that was like their only yeah that makes it was a only hit right. yeah yeah <laughs> well I mean but bitching you know the funny thing is is that I I knew. Punk rock girl for years, but had did not realize who it was by. Did but I it was knew King Bitch- Missile. No, <laughs> a lot of people thought that uh, that 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 Milkman did uh, did detachable penis. Yeah, but they, oh, wow. they were wrong. It was yeah. it was in fact was King, King Missile. Um, I was gonna say, but I knew Bitch and Camara, and I knew Bitch and Camara was Dead Milkman. So it was, I, that was the one I knew them for, mostly because of uh, of John, not my brother, but uh, Martin. Martin. Okay. Yeah. There was um there was. That I, when they played Bitch and Camaro live, I mean, mm. they, the, the beginning of the song is, is, is two guys talking about going yeah. down to Say the shore. Say, Jack, what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they can go bound down to the shore. Yeah, so like yeah. they have a conversation back and forth. And so when they do the show live, it's more it's more improv. Oh, that, so would, be, that would be fun. basically it makes it more fun because it's not the exact same thing. I mean, they, yeah. they have the basic ideas still there of right. the conversation, and then occasionally they'll throw some weird stuff in. Yeah. Well, if you didn't at least have the basic, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm shitty at improv, but if you didn't have at least the basic ideas, I would worry that you would go on for like 20 minutes. They did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and it was... Uh, well, them going on for 20 minutes is more entertaining than me going on for 20 minutes. Yes, but it was, it was pretty cool. And then uh, the last time I saw them, which was, uh, I think, 2012, um, it was on 420. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Um, Did they start at 420 on 420? No, it was later in the... And I actually ran into uh, a girl I went to college with at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird because, like, I, you know, I, I had known her. Right. Uh, but I was never really close to her. We never really hung out. Yeah. And then I saw her at the show and we were like, oh, let's, let's hang out. And she was friends with the, uh, with the people that were opening for them that time. Mm. Uh, what the, hell? the the band is Rebuilder, so check them out. They're a local punk rock band. Rebuilder, yes. Okay. I'll, hey, I'm I gonna, gave them a free plug. I'm, you know what? I'm That's gonna, a good free plug. I'm going to write them. down Rebuilder so that I remember, um, and we'll link it in the show notes. Which and which don't are, forget JP Incorporated. Well, yes, we that I've got too. But but Rebuilders. Sometimes I listen back, and you know, I I I have a hard time understanding you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I do slur a lot. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that I got the right name of the band so that I write it. And it's easier for me to write it down, and I'll get their link, and we'll put it in the show notes, which are at clarkwoods.com slash hot slash 17. Yeah. We're like, remember to do all this stuff right up front. Yeah, we got emails. We got emails. 
Um, so I, the first email has to do with our T-shirt. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Okay, okay. I'm not done with the... All so right. yeah, I, I, we, we hung out for a bit. And yeah. It was cool. Like, it was, it was like, hey, I, I knew you a long time ago, but mm. never really knew you. Yeah. In the I biblical mean. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and still don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are very few people I know in the biblical, biblical sense. Well, that's good. There. Yeah. I, I, well, yes and no. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, the, the, the ultimate goal. I mean, it's to just know one person in the biblical sense. I mean, if if you really wanted to be biblical about it. Yeah, but you know, sometimes uh, quote or God doesn't really have that plan for you. That's true. That's true. Ugh. Sorry. So you hung out. You hung out. Yeah, and then it was it was neat, and then uh, I think we hung out a couple times after that. And yeah. Friends now on on the twitters and and whatnot. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that's neat. Um, yeah, but like the the show was really cool. Uh, but like the like at the end of the show, they were playing "Life Is Shit," which is one of their songs. <laughs> um, it's it's not someone else's song; it's theirs. No. Well, were, or maybe 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 you meant to clarify there that they weren't playing a game called "Life Is Shit." You no, know, which is the game that all the rest of us are playing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're playing the song "Life Is Shit." Uh, the Dead Milkman are. Yeah. And like halfway through the song, they just decide we're not playing the song anymore. And they decided to play, I think it was Aerosmith's Dream On <laughs> in its entirety because they were in Boston. Well, actually, they were in Cambridge, but they were in sure. Boston-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and then finished playing that entire song and then pick up the song Life is Shit where they left <laughs> off and finished playing that song, which nice. was fucking exceptional <laughs> you know that um uh joe perry's first wife um uh i think her name is Alyssa. um uh, but uh other than that i don't remember any details she um was interviewed for the aerosmith uh, autobiography way back in the day and she said that dream on was her um was her bathroom song so she would go to the ba- every time the band decided to start playing dream on she'd go to the bathroom and to this day or to that day uh, whenever that book came out she like if she hears dream on she has to she has to pee that's weird yeah like compulsively because compulsively because it's just that it was like pavlov's dog or something well it probably provided a, a certain amount of time to to whiz or whatever yeah it is a slow song yeah and then i i remember back in college when i would do my radio show yeah i would always play disco inferno to, uh, as Every the, show, like that, that would probably about mid. Are you breaking through. down a fourth wall right there? Like, did you if, ever tell people if, back in the day that, that yeah, that's probably. when you would pee? There's no oh, way okay. that like I play a song every week. <laughs> that's my. It's a good song. chance that uh, yeah, it's 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 on there because I'm taking a leak. So I would play that, okay. and then I would go out, and uh, I'd have a pee, and then I'd go outside, have a cigarette, and come back with about two minutes left. In the <laughs> song, I'd fade it out, and be like, I'll come back to simulated itch relief. Uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> so I probably was <laughs> only only pretending some of the time. Yeah, yeah. We should tell people that like we really we aren't sponsored by the internet as much as we were joking about being sponsored by the internet, and yep. we really do need your money. Yeah, so sponsor us. So sponsor us, or like, see, I was thinking I can very easily drop in and in a link into the show notes where people can give us money through that link. 
Oh. Just to start off with, I could do that. I mean, I've been looking at like how we would get sponsors and stuff, and then I just got too busy this week. It's fine. Let's, we'll, we'll worry about it after the holidays. Yeah. Well, they could. They could, if we had T-shirts, they could get us. Oh yes. They good, could get us. Good, good segue. And to email one. Well, yeah. I mean, if we had T-shirts, they could buy T-shirts, and that's a way, one way that I've heard that podcasts make some money. And speaking of T-shirts. So yeah, I uh, I had suggested I think when you first brought up the idea of um, of t-shirts was two dicks talking to each other, or two yes. penises talking to each other. Yes. And uh, one of our emailers, Matt. Matt said, "I like the idea of talking penises, mainly because one would have to do a cockadoodle in order to make it right." <laughs> See how I brought it back. Yes, we would have to do a cockadoodle. I don't know. If, uh, I just, I, I don't think I could wear a shirt with two penises on it. Yeah, I, am, I don't think I so am... either, and I don't think any of our listeners could either. <laughs> Which would kind of detract from the point of. I mean, people would buy the shirt and be like, "Okay, but I can't wear this I can't anywhere." Wear I have a shirt that um, I think my mom bought me a long time ago, and it has a map of the United States, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it says shitty everywhere on the yeah. map, where it's supposed to be like the weather. Today, it says today's weather is shitty, and then shitty, it, it, it's shitty everywhere. And then there's like you know adjectives describing what kind of shitty it is. I had a shirt um, back in high school that I wore once, um, and I happened to wear it on a day that I was visiting the dean's office, and he told me never to wear it again. <laughs> I actually think it was my Dell <laughs> going to go back. Um, I think my Dell was my dean at that point, and the shirt was. Um, something about uh, oh censorship sucks. I, I, I was it S U X too? No, no, it was not. I was not that cool. You you knew me back. Do you wear that t shirt? Like the, speaking of t shirts, do you wear that t shirt to class or you? you uh, I have worn the it's a, uh, it's on the syllabus shirt. In fact, funny thing. You say it's in the syllabus. It's in the syllabus. Uh, one of my students wore this the same message on her shirt the other day, and I was kind of like. You don't speak in class a lot, and but I, I, but you're doing all right. So like, I was trying to figure out like what was her motivation as a student. She wanted for to connect with you. She wanted to be like Sting, and, and uh, young teacher, the subject, subject yeah. of schoolgirl fantasy. Yeah, so yeah. Be careful of that one. <laughs> be careful. I've I've been told to be careful of that one by uh, by a couple of friends who are uh, who are professors. Really. Um, so yeah. I was totally on the mark. I, it's never happened to me, but I, I've been told to uh, to be uh, be aware that it could happen. I would, I, I, if I was a college professor, it would be happening left and right. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Matt likes the idea of talking penises. That's so far our only vote. Um, so yeah, on, we need a better idea. Uh, than we that. need a better. So idea. Matt or other people that email us, uh, give us better ideas give for T-shirts, better ideas. so we could actually put something on a on a on a shirt that we could actually. Do sell. you have any other T-shirts you've had over the years that you couldn't wear? Um, I have one that I used to wear to the airport. <laughs> okay. Did I tell you about this one? Well, before? I'm just I, the fact that you have one that you couldn't wear, but you wear it to the airport. No, I well, yeah. By. So basically, uh, I I used to have this. Uh, my mom's ex boyfriend had the, had a job at uh, United Airlines. I had a United Airlines like okay. baggage claim service. It was like ramp service <laughs> or something on it, and um, okay. and so I would wear that, and I'd also wear a T-shirt underneath that said, "If assholes could fly, this place would be an airport." <laughs> 
<laughs> so that would it, that appropriate to, to wear in an airport. And so I would get so if this is pre nine eleven, I'm getting dirty looks at the airport. <laughs> I, I, I could have sworn I told this story I, before. I don't know. I don't remember it. The, yeah. Maybe like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Laugh again. Laugh again. <laughs> um, I had one uh, in college uh, that read uh, "Fuck you, you fucking fuck." Um, that seems very like there's a lot. But of I was hard in college, there. so you know, I, I I wore it. Did you um, flip your professor's the bird man? I um, being I a bird man, I want to see that movie. But. Be bird that yes, yes, I agree. I, I just totally took I, the track. I agree that you want, but that's the, but this is horribly off topic with uh, Chris and Steve. <laughs> drink. drink, I'm not. <laughs> um, all right, you foley artist. What does it say? We have another uh, another email, um, and uh, it's from Brian. Well, no, let's do the other one oh, first. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. We've got two emails from Brian. Um, Brian uh, sent us a link. Um, speaking of, uh, I forget when we talked about it, but uh, he said, "Oh, and this article reminded me of your show." And the <laughs> the the link um, is titled "When Porn and Virtual Reality Collide." And apparently the, the the idea or the scientific idea of, of having sex with the machine or whatever is it, called dildonics. Teledildonics. 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 That's great. <laughs> it is. And uh, I think I, I was looking at this article this morning. Um, I think the conclusion, though, is that um, you should stick with your straight-up 2D porn for now um, and not worry about the interactive porn because it's more trouble than it's worth. That's... That was the, uh, this came from Gizmodo, and that's kind of their conclusion was, you know, this stuff isn't worth it right now. Yeah, you can't, maybe you can't in the future. can't get very good quality because the cameras aren't there to record the things, and even if you do sort of hook it up with... They do, have, they have that Oculus thing now. Well, that's, that's what it was. It was like, they were, people were trying to use Oculus, but to, to get it to record data the way that you'd need it for Oculus, you were downgrading the video quality or something. Yeah, um, so, and yeah, so you're, not, you're not getting good bang. And also, he... You're uh, not getting the good bang for your buck? Is that where you're going? Yeah, basically. You I made a joke. While well, you made a joke, you were about to make a joke, decided it wasn't a good enough joke to make, <laughs> and then I made it, which is appropriate. I, uh, no, 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 wait. No, okay. So, wait. yeah, basically, Brian, uh, Brian also uh, uh, gave me uh, the business because he was just like... <laughs> Uh, talking about my my political, well, not just like the the thing I was yelling about Obama. Like, yeah, and I was just like, basically, my argument is that facts don't belong necessarily in talk radio. <laughs> so there you go. Facts don't belong in talk radio. Yeah, listen okay. to you know all the people on the current radio. Listen to those guys. But you know whatever. Yeah. No. He he made some good points. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really want to go into it sure. because that would make the show less funny. <laughs> would make but I agree fun. with you, Brian. You, I, you you do make some good points about uh, about politics and that and that I was sort of wrong. And so I'm sorry. That's <laughs> my apology, to, That's your apology to the listeners. I'm sort of wrong, but I still you know yeah. have a general idea of blah blah blah. Go on to his email. This is the second one. Hooray! Um, uh, subject comics. Yes, from Brian. Uh, I had a longer email I was going to send you guys, but then Steve had to go and talk about politics, and I spent over a week trying to correct him until I decided to scrap the whole thing. Yeah, so another because <laughs> it's something that almost took him a week to try to like get an email together. Then yeah, it's not worth bringing up on the air. Right. Because... Yeah. So here's some things on comic book collections. Uh, comics value and collections value is such a fascinating topic. I collected basketball cards in the early '90s and sold them in 1997 for 20 bucks. 
Ugh, what a that's, bargain. That's, that sounds terrible. Um, in 2007, I looked at the Beckett Guide for the basketball cards I sold and found they were worth all of 20 to 30 bucks. So, yeah. Um, adjusting for inflation, I think I won in the deal. Yeah, yeah. so that's cool. So, yeah. But no, not really, but because yeah. he's probably spent a significant amount more. a lot, yeah. To um, get them in the first place. This is related to the ridiculous speculators market that the 1990s was for collections, which I think was spurred by the selling of high-profile baseball cards from the 50s and 60s. I would tend to believe that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember... That and my... comic books from that era, like the, the yes. golden and silver age comic books. Were, yes, were... and that's, that's, I mean, so like, and it's still today to some extent in comic book stores, you will see on the walls, the not so much golden age stuff, but silver age stuff sort of up there hanging up um, as things you could buy if you had the money. And I don't even know, like, what would you consider, like, the age we were collecting comics? It wasn't the Bronze Age. It was definitely, like, you know... It was the modern age, really. I mean, I kind of think everything post... um, 80s? Yeah, post, like, 85, 86, whenever... There was one year where, like, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, and all that stuff came out, and I feel like post that is just modern age. And there's probably some that would say... Um, even prior to that was was modern was age. yeah a lot of more mass market stuff yeah. like from the I, I, yeah I'd, I'd say even like as early as is maybe the late 70s there's there yeah. a lot of mass market comics like, yeah like a significant amount on I mean market. once you start getting the thing is like I think baseball cards it's baseball cards in the mid 80s were are worthless yeah like I, I have like uh, I think a collection of like the 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 Red Sox uh, eighty six team yeah like, from yeah. the World Series team and like they're, they're, none my, of those cards are worth anything unless they were signed by the former Red Sox. coworker has um, a site uh, called oh guys eighty three Fleer anyway he had he was trying to get his entire um, nineteen eighty three Fleer baseball card set uh, signed and he was doing it over the years the, sending the cards off to various places to get them signed so I mean I think there was a period prior to these sorts of explosions where things weren't um, uh, weren't as uh, what was Brian's term for it? The, the speculators market um, but the other thing I was going to say is that I feel like I saw baseball card stores far earlier than I saw comic book stores and then su- then then baseball card stores started to become also comic book stores yeah, they, and I wonder if they that was part of well, it, it, they 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 were basically hobby stores or like right. nerdy hobby stores. Yeah. So like you know baseball cards and then in, in turn comic books and then you know in in turn uh, magic cards. Now yeah, I mean like they well for the past shit thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not I'm, even not, not, not thirty. Th- yeah. Early nineties. Well, my twenty-year high school reunion is coming up. Okay, so twenty years. Twenty. You could go somewhere between twenty and twenty-five. I, I mean, it was they were out. I don't know if they were out my freshman year, but they were definitely around by like sophomore year or, or something like that. Yeah. So, so, like you know, some magic cards still hold on to their value. Yeah. Like I still have some that I'd like to get rid of. Hey, if you you're out there and you want to get rid, of, you want to grab a couple <laughs> magic sets, then give me an email. I think I owe our friend Rob my magic cards. I think I I, I did that sort of deal where I went on Facebook and I was like, Hey, who wants my magic cards? And the first person to respond respond was Rob. So if Rob, if you're listening, and I know he occasionally likes these posts on Facebook, I haven't forgotten that I owe you my magic card. So yeah, and <laughs> well, his wife listens to the show. And she, oh, does she? Well, she she was. So a, maybe maybe I need to tell her well, uh, if you don't want Rob to have the magic cards, tell me. And yeah, I'll, they have two children now, so yeah, maybe he doesn't have any. The same not room having that. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I don't have that many of them. Okay. Uh, I, I never collected as much as everyone else. Um. Anyway, I was just gonna. I was just trying to get to the point of saying like, I'm really interested in how that market happened, um, and I think a lot of it was. Um, I don't know. Let's see if Brian has anything else to say about it. Before we, we <laughs> Before put we, our two cents in. Because then, then it will have shitties. to write us the same message next week to correct everything we got Listen, wrong. Listen, you morons. <laughs> um, uh, okay. But to get back to comic book collections in the 90s, this is Brian again, uh, which I remember being like, buy all 10 covers and you may be rich in the future. Totally remember that. Yep. Totally fell victim to that. I worked for a comic book store. We're essentially... I didn't make any money because I was paid in comics and I was paid in the com- in in the like ten covers of still this day Spider Man. Um, uh, no, I didn't see. I didn't start working there until it's like not only was there the speculators market, but it was like the mid to the tail end of the speculators market yeah. of like now not only are the things you're buying multiple copies of um, worthless, worthless, but they're not even good. Like, some of the stuff early in that market, the Spider-Man, like, Todd McFarlane, Sp- Spider-Man, you know, maybe people don't like Todd McFarlane, but that was actually a decent book. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob Liefeld's X-Force, uh, is all right. Um, Jim Lee's X-Men, it was all right. But then all those guys left for Image Comics around the time that I started working at the store, and you started getting things like... The Executioner song. Are you aware of the Executioner song? I, I, it it uh, it rings a bell. So the Executioner song was like a summer crossover for all of the X Men and X Factor and X Force books. But this is after all the good artists have left, after most of the good writers have left, and they were polybagged with a trading card in them. And the idea was, and this is what everyone was doing uh, in my circle at the time. You bought two copies to sell later, right? That One you, that you kept in the bag. And you bought one copy that you opened, so you could read it. That, so you could read it. What? Two? I, I only would buy. I only bought two. <laughs> I, I have to this day. I have the version that I opened, and then I have two sets of that entire crossover, which are worth nothing. They're not even worth the trouble it would take to throw them in my fucking fireplace, because it would smell like burning poly, plastic. Burning plastic. I just I cannot, you could have taken out of the bag if you're gonna burn I them. I cannot even believe how much money. I spent on this stuff. Yeah, but you know, it's not like it. It being a kid, I mean, like, it, well, do you always have like a get rich quick screen? At least, at least yeah. people yeah. like you know the, of well, of our economic. When I went to when I went uh, comic book store in college, you were you were rattling off like magic cards and baseball cards and all that stuff. Yeah. By the time I got to the comic book store that I visited in college, which was in Haverhill. They were they had Beanie Babies in the store. Oh, like God. that. Like that was the and you know and that became. I think why some of these comic book stores aren't around anymore because they just Beanie catered. Babies? They well because they catered to whatever collector craze came along just to bring people in. Like Wheeze. Like, we back in two thousand seven, that was like well, like well, basically the Beanie Babies were the mm-hmm. were like in I think it was a ninety seven ninety eight were like the yeah. hot Christmas item. Yes. And yeah. then like it was like Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> Yes. Didn't I tell a yeah. joke last week? I don't, know. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember. You, I think you'd, I've, you, I've heard you tell a joke about that. Okay, I don't know. I don't need to tell yeah. it again. Anyway. Um, all right, so Brian said, uh, buy all 10 covers and you may be rich in the future, which is, uh, he doesn't say that, he's referring to that. <laughs> yeah, that idea. <laughs> that idea, uh, which is what caused the bottom falling out of the comic industry, 
which I guess has recovered, but never is going to sell as much as it did in the 90s. Which brings me to my next point. I sold all of my comic books except for one long box this past year and got a whopping $200 of store credit. Nice. That is nearly every comic book I bought from 2006 to 2014, and I really think I won in this deal because mass-produced comics aren't worth anything anymore. Part of that, um, I was having this conversation with someone who said, oh, sell all your books. I was like, well, I I have a Marvel Unlimited subscription. Now, Marvel Unlimited does not have every comic Marvel has ever, ever published, but it's getting close. That's pretty like, cool. They are, they are digitizing all of their backlog, and you can get all of the um, new titles six months after they're released. So if you don't care about being like completely up to date, you can wait the six months, which I can. And if you don't care about having anybody sponsor your podcast, you can give <laughs> advertisements out for free. <laughs> anyway, so that, I mean, that's part of it, too, is that, like, pe- people can go online and get back issues, so why would they go shell out all this money for, um, for these paper copies? Uh, at any rate, um, now, that being said, sometimes there are supply and demand issues that drive up the value of comics. For example, when the Sinestro Corps war... Uh, first started, most shops underordered the books, and so Green Lantern books started being worth something, although not much. And all this, all of this reminds me of the Beanie Baby collections and this article in particular. Yeah, so, I, so. I, I'll have to uh, link that up. Um, anyway, I find collections an interesting topic, and I could write a lot more, but I'll stop there for now. Hooray! Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Take the, put the notes back out so we can. Uh... Yes. Well, yes. I'm gonna keep all these. All right. No, no. I'm just saying. Oh, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, how I have, I have like seven or eight long boxes worth of comics. I only have that, that Ninja Turtle thing full of comics, and I, I, bet, I bet you that box is worth more than the comics that yeah, are in it. It's, it's so sad. Like, and now, nowadays they charge you so much for an individual, individual issue. Most individual issues cost you four bucks. Yeah. I, like, I remember like, I, I actually went uh, online to see what the... The values of my car, and most of them have retained their uh, their cover price. Cover price, <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. Some of them are worth less, less than their cover price. Yeah, and like, but a, a majority of them, except for maybe Spawn one through four. Um, yeah, yeah. Those those might might be worth something. But yeah, they're they're but they're not worth a significant amount. They're worth like ten, fifteen. Yeah, as opposed to the like two or three bucks it was when right. I got them in the first place yeah no and wow I mean that's a significant amount like you know percentage wise sure but, but you know not yeah. the millions of dollars that, that I thought that we, all, that we all thought they were going to be uh, worth yeah well it yeah was, I mean we were dopes to think that anyways because yeah. why would like things that there are millions of ever be worth yeah, I mean, the reason that, that say, um, Amazing Spider-Man number one or Action Comics um, with uh, Superman, I don't know if that was number one or what it was, but, um, you know, the reason those things are worth tons of money, if you can find, a, like, a an extant, like, surviving copy, is that, like, most of our grandfathers or whatever, like, they rolled them up, they put them in their back pocket. And they, like, they took them to the park and they had friends and they would, you know, slap it over each, slap yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it's, a, it's a magazine. You, you read it and then you, like, do people keep copies of Entertainment Weekly around? Like, no. No. Do but people those... have copies of the newspaper from around that time? Yes. But... Eh, not a ton. But... but yeah, but the thing is, even even the newspaper, it was it was it was way more widely distributed right. yeah. uh, than than a, say a comic book was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's, I mean, yeah, we were we were idiots for thinking that something that you you could that that you or I as teenagers could buy three copies of yeah. was ever going to be worth. Like, yeah. yeah. Why why am I going to buy? Because we will make us money someday. Don't worry yeah. about. Yeah. You well, know, you know, it ended up. I mean, it ended up being a wash, and yeah. we're fine. We're, yeah. we're still okay. Yeah, I it's not like we dumped like a billion dollars. I just I have this huge section of my office at home where I I have, it's filled with comics and I don't know what to do with them. Like I, some of them, I think I'll go back and read someday. But you most could, of you them, you could just like put a big thing up on like Craigslist or eBay or something yeah. like that and just say I, all of them. How much do you think they're worth? Yeah. And just you know, you have to take the time and list every single one of them. I don't know, That's which a, which yeah. is which is an effort and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and then people will be like, "Okay, I'll pay X amount for those," and then you know, hopefully, it'll be someone you know on Craigslist nearby, so you can just be like, right. "Here's my stuff. Don't stab me or shoot me. Yeah, take my money." Yeah, yeah. I mean, because somebody, you know, I I, think I around the same time I put up the uh, the Does anyone want my magic cards? There were a bunch of people who I said, "Does anyone want my comics?" And there were people who were like, "Oh, I could use them for art supplies and stuff." I was like, so you're gonna cut up the things, and I'm like, eh, "That feels weird to me." But well, the thing, like, yeah. well, magic cards—they're still somewhat practical because people still yeah, play. Still play, yeah. I mean, I—I—I yeah. I, I haven't in a couple of years, but I—I—I uh, I, I occasionally play, and I—I I, yeah. I don't. I have a deck that is no longer "quote unquote" standard. And I'm gonna get a yes. little nerdy on. Well, you. see, the, I was just gonna ask you about that because I—I I feel like. M- Part of the reason mine wouldn't be worth anything, or because I collected so long ago. Well, there's there's different um, that, there's different ways you can play the game. You can yeah. play like uh, I forget what it is, but like the uh, playing with old cards uh, mm-hmm. legacy. That's what it's okay. called. Okay, yeah. Um, you could play a legacy deck, but you know, typically those are all pretty much the same, and you know, they're worth like thousands of dollars, right. basically okay. put together. And then there there are certain uh, cards that are banned. From the, the original sets because they're way too overpowered. And they're right. like, yeah, you can't use that because that fucking. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, and, and some of them are limited. You can only have one in your deck because normally you could only have four of each card in your right. deck. Yep. Except for land. Um, but yeah, and then uh, there's there's modern, which is uh, probably goes back, I don't know, maybe five years in, yeah. in the in the history of, of, of the card production. So you can mm-hmm. have like a decent amount. Yeah. of cards to pick from a well or draw from a well yeah. if I'm going to make that analogy <laughs> I don't just pick things out of a well well you know if you're Mr. Fantastic and you, you've got extra stretchy arms you can just reach down there and pluck it out and then there's um, uh, blah 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 there's uh, the standard which is basically I think the, the last two expansion sets so expansion blocks so basically mm. that's like three of each Yeah. and then like the the current years okay whatever 20 i think it's 2015 now is is what they're on so the idea is you've got a well i am and i imagine does uh does wizards of the coast set or are there individual organizations that set what those things are do you know Uh, well the the t TSI? I don't know. TSR? Well, let me see. DSI. The the reason I ask is just, you know, obviously it would be in the best interest of the company that's producing the cards to make everyone stay up to date, as opposed to letting them uh, play from cards that they've had for... for Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's why, like, they they probably created standards, so people would, you know, constantly have to buy the new set. Constantly have to buy new new sets, And then... uh, uh, 
so basically, I played. I played my my, my deck is is technically legal for modern. Mm-hmm. But, okay, uh, it's, gotcha. it's definitely not for uh, standard. Yeah, no, mine is. Uh, I haven't. I haven't bought a, a pack or a card in fifteen years. Maybe yeah. it's it's fun. Like if if yeah. you ever want to go back and do it sometime, yeah. like well, go. I've, I've sat at uh, at the holidays when uh, when John brother John uh, brother John brother John <laughs> brother John when brother John is home. Um, and uh, and watched people play. Maybe even seen uh, you play. Yeah, um, probably did. And and tried to keep up with everything that was going on. And I just I my brain couldn't. The, the trick uh, or the fun thing to do uh, now, and it takes sort of the money out of the game because even even nowadays, like a like a really good deck can cost you a lot mm. of money on standard. Yeah. Because um, you know certain cards are very valuable. Like even if you want four of them in your deck, you know it's going to cost right. you like you know maybe a couple hundred dollars to get just those four cards in. The deck yeah uh unless you magically pulled all four of them <laughs> yeah uh magic magic so yeah uh what they do a lot of people do is uh draft okay. which is basically you each have three packs and you mm-hmm. pass them around the room and then you right. take a card from the pack and keep on doing like you would do a football draft gotcha and yeah. um and you basically make a deck with make all the deck cards you, that you you drafted and it yeah, yeah it's 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 a, it's it, it's an added level of skill right yeah to like you know Construct a deck on the fly. Yeah, that and, sounds neat. And That's... it's and it also uh, it also you know it's something you can just do and yeah you know, and just play the game. Yeah, so, so you don't yeah, worry. Fun. Yeah, which so is the point. We were we were talking about comic books. We were talking talking about comics, and uh, like I've uh, like it's it's no uh, it's no secret that I'm a bit of a One Piece fan. Yeah, and uh, that is a comic of the Japanese variety. Yes. It's been going on since uh, '97 in the, uh, in the in the printed work mm-hmm. and uh, in, in animated version since uh, since '99. I think they just okay. had their 15th anniversary ah. of, of the anime, and uh, yeah, so it's it's going strong. And uh, a lot of times, mm. this is the bad segue here. <laughs> um, it's like, a segue. Yeah, like the like each of the members of the because it's about pirates and each yeah. of the members of the crew um, went right when they're about to join or whatever they they usually have a flashback mm-hmm. yeah. to basically an origin story of why they are the way they are. Yep. And I just wanted to talk about origin stories. Origin stories. Because like the main character, I'm not giving too much away because it's the first chapter. So mm-hmm. like spoiler alert for spoiler the first chapter, <laughs> first chapter. Of, of, of One Piece. Yeah. But yeah, the, the main character is a, a guy named Monkey D. Luffy. Mm-hmm. Luffy is his first name. It's a Japanese name. Yeah, like yeah, Monkey D. Backwards. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, he he's a little boy and he idolizes these pirates that are coming to his little town. Yeah. And they're... You know, a whole bunch of hullabaloo, and then he eats this devil fruit thing, mm. which is basically turns him into Mr. Fantastic. Okay, that you mentioned earlier. Yes, he becomes okay. like a, a rubber man, rubber and man. like he has uh, stretchy arms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there's a big to do where the uh, the pirates he idolized save his life, and then he's like, I'm gonna be the king of the pirates, and then the the guy that uh, he idolizes gives him a straw hat and says. Come and give me this hat back when you are a strong pirate, and then hmm. we'll meet again someday. And nice. like that That's starts off, yeah, this is origin story, and it okay. basically wraps up all the things you really need to know of why he, what is his motivation right. to go on and do what he's doing. Yeah, huh? I dig it. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, 
You yeah. should, you should, uh, what's 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 your origin story? I don't know. See, <laughs> I, I had plenty of time to think about this because we were going to talk about it last week. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know what like what event in my life basically shaped who I am, and I don't. There's there isn't one, but I'm trying yeah. to like think of one. But like, mm-hmm. all right, so a number of years ago, I mean, as far as my getting up in front of people on stage, comedy right. life, yeah. Um, my my buddy Dave was getting married, mm-hmm. and uh, his uh, his best man Mike uh, decided instead of to do the normal um, debauchery, yeah, that they that folks do um, on a, on a bachelor party, yes. which I'm not going to mention. <laughs> We're not going to mention. We're not going to mention it. Uh, There's a kind of debauchery that that happens a lot, but yeah, I'm not mentioning it. Yeah. Uh, Instead of that, he decided to uh, have a, uh, a roast, a comedy roast. Oh, nice! For uh, for the for the bachelor party, and so therefore, like anybody could come. And right. It wasn't just like you know ex- excluding ladies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was you know equal opportunity event. Yeah. Was it was it just bachelor or was it bachelor or bachelorette? Could they? It could was somebody just, get up and roast. It was just a bachelor party, okay. but you know yeah. everybody was invited. So yeah. You know, and I'm sure she had a bachelorette party, but I don't know if it was as equally uh, inclusive. Gotcha. Um, but whatever, I, I don't think I would want to go to the bachelor party anyways. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering whether both of them were fair game for the uh, for the um, the roast or not. That was all. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I did not say anything. Well, my, my what I eventually wrote wasn't really like zing. Yeah. Like set up punchline zingers. Right. Um, but it was it was just like, okay, so... I had no idea what to write, but and I knew Dave, and I know him a lot better now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was still more like on the, like, have breached from being acquaintance to, to friend. To friend. But I was very early on in friend. In friend, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just like oh, I'm like I mean I like Dave. He's a cool dude. Yeah. But I don't know what to say about him. Right. And so like uh, Mike and and Steve, the guys I used to do with the Simulated It's Really podcast with, mm-hmm. uh, they they wrote me a little stump something, and I was like, it was it wasn't bad, but it was just like I don't know. This doesn't seem like my voice. Yeah. Except for like I, they started off talking about how Dave and I had known each other for a little a really long time. Yeah. And and how we were, we basically grew up together, and I kind of I, I took that idea that they yeah. they gave me and, right. and kind of went with what I wrote for my for my zingers or whatever. Zingers, basically, yeah. just ta- started talking about how when we were little we used to suck on each other's penises in the woods <laughs> and like you know this like silly nonsense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that event yeah was what got me to be funny in front of a crowd like that. Right. Up until that point, I had never done something like that. Yeah. So well, I guess that could be technically my be. my comedy origin story. Yeah. You'd done radio. Yes. But, but, the, I, but there's nobody actually in in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. could have just gone and uh, like when I trained on people's radio state show or radio shows, which I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. like going. I remember like even back as far when I was going to school in North Adams. Yeah. This guy Tim, I used to. I used to be friends with out there. Yeah, I I, I I found him on Facebook before I left. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. one of those instances where you're like, you and know. I wanted to like reach out to him because right. like he was like an all right dude, and like he well he used to live I don't know right in the I won't say the exact town because you probably right. could find him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know in the in the in 
center bumfuck Massachusetts, like <laughs> yes. in the middle, middle, literally middle of center nowhere. bumfuck. It's a it's a pretty place, but um, but you better bring some Vaseline. Yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> You're gross. So yeah, like you know, I I did some radio with him prior to doing stuff at uh at uh Framingham. Mm-hmm. But like the I, I know the origin story to the 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 name of my show, mm-hmm. which was the Simulated Itch Relief. I remember. Had nothing to do with Vaseline. No. Okay. It does have something to do with uh with with creams. With creams. So we basically I was I was in my one of my intro com courses when I got to Framingham. And uh, the professor was talking about advertising, and he was like, oh, you know, say, for instance, you're, uh, you're watching an ad for, like, a cream or a salve. Yeah. And then, you know, the guy's rubbing it on. He's like, oh. And he's feeling <laughs> relief. And he's like, and then at the bottom of the screen, it'll say some sort of uh, disclaimer that says simulated itch relief. <laughs> and I was just like, I wrote it down immediately. And I, I did what you, like, do... I didn't. I didn't put any explicit other words there, right. but I re- I underlined it three times and circled it, which meant which meant this that's is the name of my radio show. <laughs> that's pretty good. I can, as a professor who has said the the occasional um, very strange thing, I can totally imagine that there are things that I have said that are in someone's notebook that are going to. Or be a band name, or yeah. Well, they've also been they've also been tweeted at times. Oh, um, we did the new Sweethearts origin story. We sort did. Of. We did talk about that. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the radio origin story? Like, what made you want to? I guess what made you want to do uh, communications or like? What, well, I, I I had that idea for a long time, and yeah. it was funny. Like, I, 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 we talked about Rob earlier, and mm. he was one of the people I did it with. We had, I used to do these little radio shows on a on a tape recorder yeah like i did it with my cousin rachel mm-hmm. we we i think the first one we were just sitting outside uh in in her front yard like doing a radio show just yeah whatever huh. i think i called it talk show usa <laughs> nice seriously i have the tapes still at my dad's house and yeah. i i tried listening to them and I was so uncomfortable. I was as just like, should, as you probably should be when you're listening to something like I, I, you recorded like, that long ago. I, yeah, but like you know, I, I've listened to the the this show, and I'm like, okay, I sound like a, a person that <laughs> sort of knows what he's talking about, right. although is an idiot sometimes, according to Brian. <laughs> um, but like back then, I was just like, oh, this fucking little kidneys, shut up! Why is he fucking talking so much? And then there was like those, even like. Maybe even before that, I, I would just I would I would just uh, put a put on little radio shows mm-hmm. like I would just put on a tape recorder and talk about like I remember like I was playing I, I this one I I don't know when it was from but it was definitely when I was I think maybe ten years old mm-hmm. um, I was recording something and I was like, recording myself playing like Super Mario two I think and I was explaining. Uh, like what I was doing in the game and yeah. I'm like oh I'm doing like a game review look at this I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a pioneer over here <laughs> I'm like the angry video game nerd like yeah, 20 years too early <laughs> yeah you have no place to distribute it yet but you know you, yeah you could have just gave it to kids at class and then be like this is stupid all I hear is you playing pushing buttons and playing the game <laughs> But like there was a thing that happened. I, like I think I made it through a door, and like, mm. I had a vegetable on my head. Like, yeah. Normally, because in Super Mario Brothers two, you pull the vegetables out of the ground, right. and you carry them around, and throw them at yeah, the enemies, I remember. And, and some of the enemies you can pick up and throw yeah. them at other enemies, uh, as opposed to in like regular Super Mario Brothers, where you just jump on things and they 
get smooshed or yeah. you can like if it's the turtle things you can yeah, pick you, up their shell you can pick up the shell yeah but not the turtle itself yeah. but yeah uh but the so like there was a i was like playing as toad the little mushroom man guy mm-hmm. and uh i i had like a one of the vegetables like on my head when i went through a door yeah or, or i was because you're not supposed to be able to go through a door when you're holding something yeah i remember and i think they actually use this technique in the super mario 2 speed run ah okay did i tell that story too uh, you talked about speed runs, I think, at some point. Okay, but there was a time it was it was at a at, at Mike and and folks place mm. in uh, in Belmont. We uh, I tricked them into thinking that I was actually playing the Super Mario Two speed run. Oh, but you were just playing the video. So yeah, they they, <laughs> they were before their time, before Chromecast or whatever. Yeah. hooking up your computer to the the, the TV. Yeah, was cool. They were doing it, so they're they're trendsetters. It was a, my buddy Greg had just had a dedicated machine for it, it was an old tube television, yeah. <laughs> hooked up to the TV. It was a big one, right? Um, and he uh, so like I had YouTube and I put it up and I, I started playing it and I you know I I, I had the NES controller and I had hand, the, right? I had I mean I, I I set everything up and Greg was the only right. person who knew yeah. what I was doing and uh, so I. I had the controller, and the <laughs> machine was on, and it was not flashing red or anything. Right, yeah. and it, it, it was in fact Super Mario Brothers Two in yeah. the machine. So, like, I, I you know, yeah, you you cover I, all your bases. I, I, yeah, I, I I put up the illusion, and, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever. And uh, so I started playing playing it. I put air quotes <laughs> there. Um, and then people start coming in the room. Yeah, it was only me and Greg at the moment. You know, when I started, and then people started coming in. They're oh, Steve's playing Super Mario Brothers Two. Let's go watch. So they come in, and they just like, holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck how are you so good at this and I'm like yeah I don't know uh, whatever it's nothing and there's like a level where like um, they, there's I think it's level 5 where you have to like basically ride these flying birds across the level and that is the level yeah I think so I remember that and uh, basically like what the speedrunner was doing was it was as Luigi jumping from bird to bird mm. instead of like waiting on the birds to so you could just so you're just like and you're just leaping like leap right. of faith and then like leaping on these little like Teeny enemies and or the birds. Right. And then just making it all the way across in like a matter of like a couple of seconds. Yeah. And then it's just, they're like, what the fuck? Holy <laughs> How shit? did you do that? And then, you know, I, I beat the game. Right. And then like the credits start rolling and then it, the YouTube video ends and it says, what would you like to watch next? And, <laughs> and I was just like, gotcha. <laughs> And I'll I'll never be able to do that again because I just said it on the podcast. Just, uh, yeah. But uh, it but also like the video quality has to be there, right? And so much so that it looks like you're actually playing. that you're actually playing. That's funny. I I so I just did a couple of origin stories, <laughs> like you know, a couple different ones for my my radio and and your comedy and and comedy and uh, and performance art. You know, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a bunch of origin stories on one. That's like a, uh, you know, some of those. Plus, my the origin story of how I tricked people and I'm, and I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, well, that's what I, that's what I what I meant when I said performance art. I mean, oh. and that's what performance artists are. Is that uh, is just assholes? <laughs> did I did I did I mention it on this? I po- didn't mean that. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. We we um Dave's I keep on bringing these folks back up. Dave's yeah. wife um she does occasional performance art and she yeah. DJs occasionally. Um, uh, there was one time we were, it was actually the first episode, which is Lost, mm. of the Simulated Itch Relief. Okay. Um, 
the first episode we did was basically talked about uh, how we went to see her one of her shows, yeah, which was cool. Like there was uh, what, she, what what her installation or whatever mm. uh, was that she uh, had like a, a tube television. Yeah, and it was on top of a bookcase or a small bookshelf. Yeah. Um, and then the drawers were open of the shelf, and then there was different kinds of things in in the drawers, and then the, there was a video image of her on the TV, uh, and she was uh, she had used chroma key. Mm. Those that don't know what chroma key is, it's what the weatherman uses to stand in front of the weather map, and right. they usually it's it's uh, back back in our days of TV production it used to be blue screen, not a now, green screen. Now it's now it's more often a green screen because green is less often worn right so basically all you have to do is you're basically taking out that color from the video and yeah. injecting something else where yeah. where that color exists right um to put it in layman's terms uh and so she was doing that and she had taken white as the as the color now she was wearing a a, a black jumpsuit mm-hmm. uh and she was basically like behind a curtain yeah painting herself white so she was just slowly appearing as she's painting oh, okay. herself. Yeah, yeah. And then like it's like the chroma key That's image. Neat. The chroma key image was like a weird like psychedelic like uh, like like tra- uh, like I don't know uh, flashing like like colorful images basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Psychedelic. Like you know yeah. like a kaleidoscope or something. Yes, like that. yes, kaleidoscope. Um, yeah. So that's basically what was showing up while she was yeah. painting herself, which is neat. That is and, neat. And um, so basically people were watching on the TV and, you know, it was skin tight. So it was a little, you know, risque. Right. And but there was also a small hole in the curtain mm-hmm. so you could peek in. And I thought the the voyeuristic part of it was kind of really neat because mm-hmm. um, when you were looking in the hole, you would look for like a second. And then you're like you would get embarrassed because you're yeah. like you're basically watching someone paint themselves. Right. But when people would watch it on the television, as yeah. you know, at, at first you didn't know what was basically happening. You just yeah. saw an arm appear. You're like, what? Right. Yeah. Um, but then eventually you're just seeing someone paint themselves, and then you, but you, people would stare at the screen for a very long time, right. and it, it just it shows just the, la- the la- layer of something between them and what they're seeing. Yeah. Not as neat. Yeah, I, I I haven't I I really was joking about performance artists. No, 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 being, I'm, being I'm, assholes. But, no, um, no, I, I didn't get to the point. Yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go there ahead. were some assholes. There. Oh God! And basically, that was most of what we were talking about. I mean, like Jen's things was was awesome, and I, I liked it a lot. And yeah, I said so afterwards um, during the Q and A. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, there was this dude that was uh, standing with his feet. Like his toes basically touching a wall, mm-hmm. and standing in the corner yeah. uh, of uh, of the room, and he that was basically what he was doing. Yeah, and um, and he had like uh, his iPod going, and it was like it, it was playing music really loud, and, um, and and it was just coming out of the head earbuds. Mm. And that oh. was it. That was that, that was that his, was his thing. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And then when when everybody was. Like talking to him afterwards, and this guy was the, the epitome of a hipster douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, he. They were like, "What kind of music was playing out of your headphones?" And there, he goes, "Oh yes, it was a shaker hymn." And I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh god. There's a reason why shakers are gone because <laughs> their yeah, sh- the, the, their the, shitty the, lifestyle basically said, the, "Let's not be anymore." Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh... 
Like, shut up with your fucking shitty, obscure musical thing. Fuck you standing near the wall. Right, the, yeah. But then again, you know, th- there could have been many people there that thought that was fantastic. And that seemed to be, and I wanted to smack it, the shit out of every single one of them. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, I, I haven't seen um, that much performance art. But I, I like I like the idea of of something that doesn't fit neatly into any categories like the first thing you just described, but the, the, the second thing, the guy with the, the earbuds, that's, yeah, I'm like, that's but the like the worst like, possible. Uh, it, it was just like, you, you were like, oh, I need to do this performance art piece. I'll just do this. Yeah. Like Jim put a lot of fucking effort into yeah, it. And, and like and thought. And, and thought. And it was neat yeah. and it was a cool idea. And yeah. like there was a lot of no, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. just me on my soapbox. Again. That's all right. That's Brian's right. gonna call me up and say, No, Jen's idea was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm disagreeing with you this time, Brian. <laughs> oh wow. Anyway. So what is your what do you do you have any like an origin story? I most of mine are pretty boring. It I doesn't think. matter. Yeah. I I'll, I'll say um, something funny in between, hopefully. Well, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to being a writer, um, the first thing that I think of uh, is this assignment in third or fourth grade um, where we got a picture, um, we put it on a piece of construction paper, and then we had to write the story to the picture on the back. And somehow that that is what clicked for me because um, if you look at my my parents had this school days book, this like spiral bound book where they kept all our memorabilia from various grades, and and the front page had a picture of us in that grade, and the back page had um, a qu- sort of questionnaire, and at the bottom of the questionnaire it asked you what you wanted to be, and so like first uh, kindergarten I wanted to be a baker, and first grade I wanted to be I don't remember what, by third or fourth grade whenever that assignment happened, um, I wanted to be an author, and yet. I spelled it A U T H E R. Nice. So you wanted to be an Arthur. You wanted to be Arthur. a drunk. <laughs> I did. Oh, wait, no. um, I mean, so you know, I I wanted to be I wanted to be a writer that early. So you know, as an origin story, that's not that interesting. Um, however, uh, when I thought as an adult that I might actually finally be any good at it, was um, again not all that interesting. But my friend. Uh, Pat Vogelpool was um, who he Pat Vogelpool. Do I know him? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I, I I met him uh, at Bradford when I was in college, uh. um, and Pat was the playwright on campus, and um, we we did a uh, a shared evening where we each had um, a, a one act play, and he came up uh, afterwards. Um, and told me that he really loved the way that I wrote dialogue, and that was I was like, okay, well, right, if, there. If you're the, like a regular Kevin Smith. If the if the if the best playwright on campus, or basically the playwright on campus, tells me that I'm good at something, maybe um maybe he's right. So that's your origin story. Some I, I dude said you were good, and then you were like, okay, I, I guess I'm good. I'm gonna write things now. I don't know. I, I could probably. Yeah, most of mine are. You, you're a writer. You could at least pump up these stories. A pump bit. up these stories a bit. Um, Use a little artistic artistic liberty. A little artistic liberty. Well, let's see. So, um, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to be. Uh, what did your brother put in these things? Anyways, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I I haven't looked at his. Probably be like a ninja. Yeah, he would be a ninja. My kick-ass kung fu master. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if John put something like that. I wouldn't be surprised either. I haven't looked at his. I know. Um, I've seen the. We'll have to of, during the holidays. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen the plastic bucket where my parents have 
um, I think maybe we each have our own plastic tote um, that has some of the stuff that they've kept uh, of ours over the years. Um, Not that John knows any kung fu or ninjutsu <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Oh, well, I don't know. The ninja is, is unexpected. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. So he might be a ninja and we don't even know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody expects the ninja inquisition. No. What? Uh, no. That was <laughs> um, I, I, I'm trying to think of some uh, like better version of an origin story, but um, like origin of uh, being a jackass. I don't. I don't know when when that started. It was, um, it was probably at, at birth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a jackass origin story. I don't think. Uh, I wanted to be a. I wanted to be a painter. The uh, the semester that the the nude models started coming in, and, and yeah, one of them decided uh, to take pity on me and, and, and sleep with me back. Aww. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. That was your artistic liberty. <laughs> you could have just said that. And then <laughs> and then people would have been like, oh, that's great. Holy that's shit. Great. Chris like, everybody's going to get into nude painting now because, like, Chris got laid. <laughs> Chris got laid. No, Chris did not get laid. You could have you could have sparked interest in art just now, but you were just like, nope, that was bullshit. That was bullshit. Um, I think I um, I have a story where that happens. Um, the, uh, the artist sleeps with somebody in the class or something but it was a it was a guy model though yeah but we had a lot more guy models than we did i know you've told I, talked told about that it. story yeah and how many flaccid penises flaccid, you've drawn flaccid penises yeah um but not enough to draw matt's uh penis t-shirt um, well you did draw i, I did okay penis that one time that one time when when we had this conversation and it was before. sort of turgid <laughs> um my origin as a uh um Oh, I can't tell that story. Why? Because uh, does it veer too closely to the topic that uh, of um, uh, what people traditionally do at bachelor parties that we don't want to... Uh... Uh, no, just leave it. Yeah, just leave it. You find another another <laughs> we'll, origin. We'll do. We'll do it next week. We'll do, some, do that some other time. I don't know. I You know, it's, um, I should be better at... Uh, I know I have time to think about this too. I give you two weeks. Give me two weeks. And I and I and I like, even though I give myself two weeks as well. Well, I I, I just basically pulled them out of my ass just now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, origins of 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 what? I just, I just, I've been. I feel like I've been the same dude for so long. I can't remember how I got to be that dude. I should think about when my origin story when I started watching anime was. Ooh, I have one. Ooh, do <laughs> I do. Like, okay, so I probably talked about this before, but there was a, a video store in the center of Chelmsford called, it was a West Coast video. Yes. And then eventually they, it was a franchise. Yeah. And then they changed, they, they're like, we don't want to do the franchise anymore. So then they, were... they just renamed it East Coast Video. That's right. That is Because right. we are on the East Coast and it does make more sense. Make more but, sense that it'd be East Coast than West But then again, West Coast Video, I mean, all the, uh, all the, uh, all the movies typically are made on the West Coast. So that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. You know, but the, the, that's not the point. So we used to rent movies there. It's like literally right in the center. It was, yeah, and uh, it was huge. Like it was a large. It was like you know a large video store, like bigger than I think the blockbuster in that was in Westford. Right. Rest in peace. Yes. To both of these places. To both of these places, <laughs> and to video stores in general. Yes, I think there might be one or two that still are around. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, there's very few of them. There was one in uh, in Merrimack for for way longer than I thought there that it was going to survive, and now it is a karate studio. Oh, that's yeah, it stinks. Your brother's probably there teaching karate, <laughs> teaching karate, even though he lives on the West Coast, <laughs> making movies, East Coast karate, and and or video games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like we were there, and uh, there was there was a you know we were looking through the videos. I mean, this was VHS at the time. Yeah. And we saw this one. It was called uh, Uratsuki Doji, or <laughs> the Legend of the Overfiend. And basically, you know, I'd seen some. Wait a minute, I, I, okay, go ahead. I've seen, I've seen some. I had seen, you know, Japanese animation before. I've seen, yeah. I'd seen Speed Racer and some other things, but yeah. you know, that I didn't really. That was on TV. So, but this was on like a video. So we're like, oh, cool, this is anime, or yeah. well, we called it uh, Japanimation back then, mm-hmm. which is basically just an offensive way. Of <laughs> saying, offensive way of, of saying, saying Jap animation. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we, it is in fact called anime for yeah. those who, who uh, don't call it Japanimation. <laughs> um, so we're like, "Ooh, this is that Japanimation!" So we grabbed it and we're like, and we got it and we started watching it. And we're like, "Holy crap!" It was just you know, the it was that was the movie basically the that, that started the the craze in Japan of 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 what they call hentai. Which that's is, what I was. I thought. I thought that's and, where you go. And with it that. basically, it, it, the 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 tentacle rape. I, that's form what I was gonna say. It. Was it tentacle porn? Yes. Yeah. Basically, that was the that was that like was the, the first one, <laughs> and we somehow stumbled upon it stumbled at, at a damn video store in Chelmsford, <laughs> and and it wasn't in like the 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 porno section. They yeah. had a porno section there, and it yeah. was not there. It, it was, was in the there. regular part because they were probably like, oh, it's just some cartoon about the mystical beasts or whatever. Nope. Yeah. It was just like lots of lots of banging. It was censored. This version was censored. It yeah. did not. It did not show like the penetration. But I like, yeah. Sorry, but we watched it so many fucking times <laughs> just because we were like you know fourteen, fifteen years old. We're like, like, Holy what? shit! What is this? And we're like, and uh, but like I think the the reason why we we liked it so much yeah. was not because of the 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 sexuality of it yeah but was more because of the the terrible dubbed voice acting (laughs) yes that was always i remember that being the thing because when i worked at at hot comics you know they were um very much into uh not dubbed um but using uh i think i might be getting that wrong i think they preferred subtitles a a lot of anime purists do i mean uh, like one piece i I've watched it in English, and I and I do yeah. recognize that the the American actors do a very good job. It's just that I don't know. I, I got so used to yeah. the Japanese voices that yeah. like hearing them talk in you know the my native tongue sounds weird. Sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the series that I fell in love with when I worked at the store um, was called uh, Bubblegum Crisis. I, I've um, seen that. And. Uh, and I, when I was there, I watched the the um, the subtitled version. Actually, they might they might not have even had the subtitled versions. I don't. I remember watching it, and I got the story based on what they told me, and then based on watching it enough yeah. times. And then years later, um, I went looking for them on DVD, and the place that I found them of all places was Hot um, Comics. No, Hot Comics was long since closed um, at that point. But it was a it was um, a video game place in the mall had them as like a dvd rom set um the idea being like you could play them on your computer with extra features and this is when like not a long time ago then this is a long time ago and that was the first time that i heard them with the uh the dubbed 
voices, and it just sounded strange. Well, like there, there was. Um like early on there there just wasn't i mean they were just basically just trying to fit something into and like yeah um what was it viz the company that uh they they've they're kind of steering more towards uh putting out uh comic releases now they're mm-hmm. the one that puts out shonen jump yeah every week which has one piece in it and uh and they uh they but i uh, back 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 in the day uh, I was very into Ranma. We, mm-hmm. we talked about it yeah, on, we did on the first Ranma. episode. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those, Ranma was one of those shows along with uh, Cowboy Bebop, which yeah. I, I prefer the American actors. Right. Because like the, when I started watching them, that's, 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 that's you, what I yeah. was introduced. Yeah. And I didn't I think that has a big part to do with it. Is If you heard the dubbed for first, regardless of your traditional preference, I think you're going to, gravitate towards what you experience yeah i mean like the like like and it's it's funny it's the exact opposite like there was a a, a, they put ranma on hulu uh a while ago but it was just the uh subtitle Mm -hmm. and i was watching it and i'm like it wasn't quite the same yeah and i ended up getting like the blu-rays which have the original uh dub Mm -hmm. on there which is great and like i don't know that it's a bunch of Canadians that are, were doing it. Maybe that's why it was better. <laughs> it was better. Everything's better in Canada. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. Everything's better in Canada, eh? Um, I can't remember. I don't think it was Legend Legend of Overfiend. Legend of the Overfiend. I don't think it was the Legend of the Overfiend was the one that I saw at the... Um, at the comic shop. At the comic shop. They had one that they were like, you can't tell anybody that we let you see this. Oh, because you were and, a kid at the time. And I was a kid, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit... It's probably around the same time that you saw Overfiend. Um, uh, yeah, because you were a little bit older. Yeah. Well, so, still, but, still are. But the, Yeah, but they still were just like, you can't tell any... And I forget what... It, I want to say it had the word blue in the La title. blue girl. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, do I want to think... Yeah, that one, that one was a lot more explicit yeah. than Overfiend. Yeah, I, I forget who um, who requested to see it. I don't think I did, but I didn't say no. Um, yeah, and, we've, we've uh, definitely seen that. And uh, I remember uh, our, our Japanese friend, mm-hmm. uh, Subasa, was around when we watched that one. I think it was at John's <laughs> house. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, oh, my God. Because like, he was getting all flustered. He was like, oh, my God. This, ooh. <laughs> it's, I, I just remember... I can only vaguely uh, recall what it uh, what it looked like, and just being mortified by uh, uh, by the whole thing. But yeah, like there, there's uh, there's a, there's still a couple lines from Overfiend that I, I I will occasionally pop out with, and like I like only that small group will will, we'll will ever get. And I'm like <laughs> like a gift for you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Episode time. One no. sniff of pussy and you lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, what? <laughs> oh, God. I don't think if there's like a, 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 um, a cleaned up version of that I could use for the episode. You could just put a, a star. One sniff and you lose it. <laughs> no. Well, you just do a gift for you, you piece of shit. Just put a, a, like a star, a star on the eye. where the eye goes. Yeah. Because people apparently will not know what you're talking about when <laughs> you do that. Talking about. Children that'll come across I, the explicit podcast. I remember doing that on my on my blog back in the day. I would I would actually censor. Because I was on GeoCities way, way back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for... Maybe I should That's an told, origin. How did you get your like, website on GeoCities? <laughs> Oh, I could probably make that story did boring, have, though. Did you have ASCII art? Like, uh, I did not have ASCII art on my original Or, like, page. you know, uh, rotating GIFs of, um, or I, GIFs. I did have rotating GIFs, yeah. 
I won't say Jif. I'm sorry. Jif. <laughs> Just choosy moms. You choose gifts. <laughs> Choosy moms. <yeah. laughs>